Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Now, with a look at local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. A doubleheader in Tucson ended a career weekend for K&N West rookie Brittany Zamora, and third time is the charm for the NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour as the spring sizzler finally got underway, and it was Doug Kobe who found his way into victory lane. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. It is Wednesday, May 15th, and we finally got some racing action underway this past weekend, including two times the action at Tucson Speedway. And Kyle Rickey joins me, as always, from Connecticut home, though, because it's a little rainy at the racetrack up there, Kyle. I hope it was nicer in Tucson this past weekend than uh, it is in Connecticut today. It is the middle of May. We are now into the third week of May. And the high here this week has been 48 degrees with a wind chill of 40. And we had snow in the northwest corner of the state on Monday. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I am in a tank top and shorts today in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I guess you just should move back to Charlotte. I don't know what to tell you. Well, maybe one day, but not today. Well, that being said, you'd mentioned Tucson and hoping they had better weather. And actually, they found themselves under rain delay and lightning delay in the desert, but it was Derek Krause who captured both the wins in the Twin 100s. And Chris Wright, the director of the K&N Pro Series, actually tweeted that Krause is now deeming himself the rain man because he has won three of the four last rain delay victories in K&N, one being on the East Coast in South Boston two weeks ago, and then both the wins out on the West Coast. He's leading both the points now, too. Yeah, if there's weather in the area, Derek has run well in, in the K&N series the last couple of weeks, first at South Boston, then at Tucson. So congratulations to him. Also becoming uh, or looking to become the first driver to win both championships in a single season. As you mentioned, he leads the East standings um, after the races at South Boston, going to Memphis here in a couple of weeks and leads by 18 points over Trevor Huddleston in the West series. So, you know, so far, so good this season for Derek Krause. Also, Tanner Gray, uh, kudos to him. Two runner-up finishes out at Tucson over the weekend as well. Yeah, Tanner Gray and Brittany Zamora split the polls on the two twin races. Brittany Zamora collected her first poll award in the k Pro Series West, and we'll talk to her a little bit later on the show. But yeah, Derek Krause, I talked to him throughout the year, and he said, you know, originally their plan wasn't to go for the East and West Championship. They were going to run those first couple races on each coast and kind of see where they fell, but He finds himself leading both, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try and tackle both of those races. But in those races out at Tucson, Krause obviously victorious in both, followed by Tanner Gray, Haley Deegan, Jagger Jones, and Brittany Zamora collecting her first top five in the first race. And Krause again, winner in the second feature, followed by Gray, Zamora, Trevor Huddleston, and Matt Levine. So excited to have Brittany Zamora here on a little bit later to talk about her transition into the K&N Pro Series and a great weekend at Tucson. But... Third time's the charm, Kyle. Finally got the spring sizzler in out at Stafford for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. 
Thank God. We had one nice day um, in the last week and a half, and it was last Saturday. Uh, no rain in the area. It was actually a decent day. It was, I think, 75 degrees. Then we turned around on Sunday, and it was in the 50s again, which is why everyone's all stuffed up up here now. But, uh, yeah, great weekend of racing or a great day of racing, a long day of racing at the Stafford Motor Speedway. NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series was there, all five of the weekly divisions, and, of course, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Great race. Saw Doug Covey hold off Craig Lutz at the finish by less than a car length. Lutz best finish in, in his NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour career, and another sizzler win for Mr. Kobe. That is four now in his 14 attempts at the race. So good day, uh, good crowd. Um, glad to see them finally get that event in, and hopefully now we uh, can get back at it on Friday night at Stafford Motor Speedway. That's one thing I love about Stafford is when you go there and you buy a ticket to the grandstand, you know you're getting tons of racing, whether it's their local division, the Tour, the SK, the SK Lights. There's no lack of action when you sign up to go out and hang out at Stafford Motor Speedway. But yeah, I heard it was a pretty intense race between Craig Lutz and Kobe for the win, his fourth Sizzler win. So we'll talk to him here after the break about adding another Sizzler win to his NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour here on the Motor Racing Network. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. a specialized tool to finish your vehicle repair? There's no need to buy it if you're only going to use it once. Check out O'Reilly Auto Parts Loaner Tool Program, available at any O'Reilly store. Find tools like a ball joint press, disc brake caliper tool set, and more. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Legato to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want the championship, baby? Yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. When Mother Nature finally let up and the spring sizzler got underway at Stafford Motor Speedway, it was Doug Kobe who found his way into victory lane for yet another time this 2019 season. And we're joined by Doug Kobe on the guest line right now. Doug, thanks for coming on again, and congratulations on your win this past weekend. Yeah, thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. and. Uh... We're just all happy to finally got that race, and the weather's just been killing us up here. Yeah, that's what, Kyle, we were just talking about. It seems like you guys just have completely skipped spring, and we're not even sure if summer is going to get there for you guys. But, hey, we'll try and send some of this nice Concord, North Carolina weather your guys' way. But um, from the sounds of it, that race definitely wasn't an easy one for you to win. It came down to the last 10 laps between you and Craig Lutz, and I read on a NASCAR Home Tracks write-up that that was probably one of the hardest races you've ever ran Talk me through those last couple of laps and, you know, getting that fourth scissor win. Yeah, well, we had a – we pitted for tires, uh, right side tires with, I want to say, about 40 to go or so. And um, 
you know, there were a lot of cautions in that race. Usually the Sizzler has a long green flag run, especially at the end of the race. But this, the way this one played out, it seemed like there were a lot of short runs and people just, you know, we just couldn't get our act together to keep the green flag out. And uh, Craig had jumped out to the lead on a restart, I think, with uh, about, uh, shoot, probably 20 to go, uh, 25 to go. And uh, I, I got into second, you know, made a pretty good dive bomb move to get by him. And I, I thought I was going to pull away from him. And what ended up happening was he just got way better after that. And he was all over me for the last 12 laps to uh, try to get his first win on the series and uh, looked low a couple times. And I just kind of just kept driving the snot out of the car and drove it as hard as I could and kind of thought about what his car, you know, might do, you know, how it might react with me driving as hard as I was and, just tried to make it as hard on him as I possibly could. And, um, you know, he took a couple stabs at it. And uh, I think he'd probably admit he probably made a couple mistakes and maybe should have just been a little more patient. And uh, that actually worked in my favor. So we were able to get the uh, second one of the season for our Mayhew Tools team. And, of course, we're really pumped about that. The pit stop rules are a bit different for the 200-lap spring sizzler. Uh, you mentioned the pit strategy. You can only take one tire per stop. You get four tires for the race. And if you take a single tire, you can't take fuel, which has you guys on pit road a whole lot more than, than say, a, a normal event that we see, especially in the NASCAR National Series. What are your thoughts on that rule? And do you think that it may have played a factor into having seven different drivers lead the race and, and having 12 lead changes over the course of the race? Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it always plays a factor. And, you know, we can't even make 200 laps on one tank of fuel, so we have to fuel and that's why you saw a lot of guys come in right around lap 40, 50, somewhere around there just to top off with fuel because then that takes that part out of the equation. And then you start thinking about your tire strategy. And for our team, uh, we had come up with a strategy prior to the race. And the only thing that really felt different for us strategy-wise was we pitted a few times prior to our first tire stop uh, just to try to adjust on the car and make it a little bit better so that when we got to the tire stop, we would know if we made the right adjustment or if we wanted to further, you know, go that same direction or a different direction. And, you know, the thing about the one tire rule, um, you obviously know that I don't like it because I think it puts our pit guys in danger by having us on pit road a lot more than maybe we need to be. Uh, and Stafford, especially with such a tight pit road, I, I'm not a fan of it for that one particular reason. Um, and, and the rest of it, I, I kind of am a fan of it because what used to happen is, you know, we used to all pit right around halfway for three tires, and the guys that were up front would usually be the first cars out of the pits, and we'd start up front again and then just settle the race amongst us. And what happens now is you get guys that are on all sorts of different strategies. And, you know, we were running um, we were running fourth, I think, with 30 to go, and we decided to come into pit, and we came back on the track 12th. Um, but we could have come back on the track eighth or ninth if more guys had pitted. So um, you really can't you, – you really just have to stick to what you think is going to work for your car and, and hope that it puts you in a good spot on a restart. And uh, it's definitely crazy. The last 100 laps, uh, it, it was intense. It was crazy. Uh, you're racing with guys who might have gotten tires a long time ago or guys who have new tires. So, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's exciting in a sense, but – it's also, uh, it's not really, I guess, how I enjoy seeing racing play out, you know? 
Yeah, and one of the things I noticed you guys always do, and we talked about it the last time you were here, is you guys like to take to Twitter and play with Stafford Motor Speedway's Twitter account and banter back and forth, especially about oh, um, Pit. Yeah, about Pit Road. I saw your tweet about having the slide. I think somewhere over in Spain, and you'd mentioned adding a slide to Stafford before fixing Pit Road. So I think it's funny that you guys all, you know, really you're vocal about it in the fact of what you guys want to see in this series, which is awesome. Um, but turning away from that a little bit and looking at the season of a whole. You got two wins under your belt in the first four races, and you're currently in the points lead um, over Patrick Emerling with just under 20 points between you guys. This is a little bit of a different start to what we've seen in your last couple seasons. How hard is it, though, going to be to hold on to the points lead? Oh, I mean, I'm not worried about holding on to the points lead right now. I'm just really excited that we have a race car that's capable of winning races, and uh, we're proving it. You know, I think we could have won Thompson as well, so I think we could have won three out of the first four. And I think what that's doing is it's letting everybody on the series know that we're uh, we're kind of back in our A game and everybody's going to have to, you know, step it up. And, and that's what Justin did for all of us last year when he went out and won eight races and had basically the best average finish in the history of our series. So, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to have a fast race car. And right now uh, we are super excited that we are pretty much fast at the track where we were struggling, which, you know, Thompson being first and foremost, you know, if you're going to win the modified series championship, you have to be fast at Thompson. And we had kind of lost that edge over a few years. And now I think we have it back. So, um, you know, I'm not really worried about the point lead right now. We have to go to a bunch of, a uh, bunch of facilities that are going to have a dramatic effect on and dramatic shakeup in the points. First of which will be this Saturday at wall township, uh, wall stadium in uh, New Jersey there. So, um, you know, I'm excited that we started the season with a strong car that we're setting a good pace for ourselves and that we're going to come up on a stretch of the schedule where we typically have some good racetracks for us in a row. So um, just kind of looking forward to more wins and keeping our team up front and out of trouble. We'll talk more about Wall in a moment, but the last two years leaving the Sizzler in 2017, you were 36 points back, 11th in the standings. Last year, you were seventh in points, 30 points out of the lead. Was there some, especially two years ago when you came back and won the championship, some enjoyment coming from so far back and and going through that summer stretch and just kind of picking them off one at a time? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to be out front and it's nice to, you know, you know, as much as the series and, and the season is, you know, all these races together, we really just approach it one race at a time. So if you're, you know, Stafford is over, now we go to wall and we want to get a good top five finish at wall and contend for the win. And then we'll go to Thompson. I think that's next on the schedule again. So, um, you know, I, I certainly look at the points quite often. And when you're in a hole, when you're 30 something points in a hole, the problem is, you know, at one point per position, just about, and, um, somebody like Justin last year who was capable of winning most every race where you get the bonus points for the win and leading laps. Um, and we didn't have a car at the time that we were contending for wins and leading laps. Um, it's The deficit adds up pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, if you go out there and he wins and you finish sixth, you know, you're still going to lose another 10 points right there. So, um, you know, being 17 points up after four races is certainly better than being 30 six points down we'll leave it there yeah definitely always nice to have that little little cushion as you could say even though the season is still early but we'll go ahead and actually change our attention over to wall this up and coming weekend obviously the spring sizzler was supposed to be roughly three weeks ago so now it's a quick 
um, seven-day turnaround for you guys before you head to New Jersey. What's that turnaround like for your guys' team? Since originally you were supposed to have a pretty good gap here. Yeah, well, for our team, uh, the car that we're going to bring to Wall is the car that we last ran at Thompson, so it's not the Stafford car. Um, and then, you know, I, Phil Moran, my crew chief, has been uh, probably ready with that car, was the backup car at Stafford, so it's kind of race-ready anyway. And um, I'm sure he'll be scaling it for, you know, 12 hours a day for the next five days, getting ready to go to Wall just to make it perfect. But, um, yeah, for some of the teams that have one car, it's probably a little bit of a tight turnaround, especially if they had a long travel to Stafford. Uh, for the rainouts and whatnot, and um, you know, Wall is uh, certainly a unique place, and and not a lot of drivers. I mean, a lot of us have raced there uh, at the Turkey Derby in November when they run the Tour Type Modifieds, but uh, there's not a whole ton of guys that have raced there uh, on the tour and the tour series, the, the touring events, because the last time we were there was I think 2007. So um, definitely going to be an interesting race there. That's uh, that's um, not quite. It's probably the most intense little bull ring you'll ever see just because of the banking and the, the walls and how that track is built. It's a third mile, high banked oval. The, the last tour race there was in 2007. You were not in that event, though. Your last race there, from my calculations, was in 2004, finished ninth that day. How much uh, experience have you had there since then, though? You mentioned the Turkey Derby, one of the big races at the end of each season. Um, outside of that, uh, how much time have you had at wall in the last 14 years uh i ran the turkey derby uh three or four years in a row i think made from 2011 to 15 um the last three times i raced there with the 20 car that i used to drive for ricky zarnecki we finished in the top five the last three times of the turkey derby so um and i also got my first career pole there in 2004 driving the tour race uh for uh, don king in a 28 so it's a little track that i i feel like i get around very well i feel like I adapted to it really quickly when I first went there. Um, you know, I'm certainly going to be behind the eight ball when it comes to, you know, a track regular like Jimmy Blewett or uh, even, you know, Blake Barney or Andrew Krause who raced there in the, the Walmarts weekly and have a lot of experience. But I feel like I have enough experience to go there uh, and, and win the race. I just have never won at the track. So um, we'll see how the car is. I'm pretty confident in our setup and I'm pretty confident in, some of the things Phil and I have discussed for what the track likes and what I like to have there. So I would say, uh, you know, I got more experience there than, you know, Myrtle Beach or, or South Boston or some of these other tracks that we've adapted pretty well to. So I'm uh, really looking forward to it. It's a neat little place. Uh, the banking it doesn't do it justice. I mean, it's almost banked as much as Bristol on a third mile. Um, not quite as much, but it's more than Thompson and more than a lot of the tracks that we go to. And um, it's definitely a little track that takes your breath away and, we're cruising around there at, you know, 12 O's in the modified. So it's uh, pretty quick. Looking forward to watching that. You can watch all the action, of course, on fanschoice.tv for the modifieds as well as the Kane and Pro Series East and West throughout the season. Um, good luck this weekend at Wall for the Jersey Shore 150. And also, congratulations again this past weekend um, on your Spring Sizzler win. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's uh, it's been a great start to the season for the Mayhew Tools team. We're like I said, kind of feel like we're back on our A game, and uh, the cars the cars really responding with our our shock change to the JRI shocks with uh, Ernest Performance and Brandon Ernest. That's a a big change for us this year, and and I think it's really woke the car up and made me a lot happier out there. And you know, my crew chief likes when the, there's a happy driver because then I'm not complaining so much. So 
Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, I hope all the fans go out the wall and enjoy the show. I think the Modifieds are going to put on a good one out there. It's like the knockoff version of Happy Wife, Happy Life. It's Happy Driver, Happy Crew Chief. But, um, again, Doug Kobe joining us on the guest line. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Coast to Coast, and good luck this weekend at Wall. But when we return, we'll talk to rookie driver Brittany Zamora, who's coming off a really good weekend at Tucson Speedway in the Canaan West here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheeland designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheeland product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. your oil regularly helps keep your vehicle running at its best. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, purchase five parts of Pennzoil conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for just $24.99. Save big with Pennzoil at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Wheeland and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. There was double the action on the West Coast as the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West rolled into Tucson Speedway for the Port of Tucson Twin 100 races. And rookie Brittany Zamora joins us on the guest line now coming off of a pretty good weekend. First off, Brittany, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Pretty good weekend for you as you collected a top five in that first Twin 100 lap race, followed by a top three finish there. Overall, what are your feelings walking away from this past weekend at Tucson? Yeah, um, it feels pretty good. That was our goal for the weekend. You know, we wanted a top five or a podium, and uh, we managed to do that in both races. So we feel good about that. Um, It's just a start, though. But My team and I have worked really hard all year and haven't got the results to show to show the work that we put in. And so being able to do so this weekend felt really good for my team and my sponsors, and hopefully we can keep this momentum going and keep improving. A fifth in the first race, a third in the second race. You also led some laps for the first time in your cane and career in that second race. What uh, what have you learned in the first handful of starts for you? Uh, obviously, you had two prior starts in the West Coast. Ran a couple of races on the East Coast as well. We saw you at New Smyrna Speedway. What have you learned about these K&N cars that you might be getting more comfortable with as the season goes on? Yeah, it's just been a bigger learning curve than I expected it to be. Um, I had I've done a test before on a K&N car, but um, it didn't really give me the true feel for what race conditions are and the competition I'm racing against and just the different driving styles that these cars need versus what I've been used to the past three years in a super late model. And so adjusting to that and just working with a new team and uh, it's all been a big learning curve. And so being able to get the results that we had this weekend um, feels pretty good for us. Now you come from a super late model background and I always tell people this super late models don't relate to K&N cars and K&N cars more relate to a stock um, like limited late model background would you be able to agree with me if we have to explain to what the difference is between a K&N car and a, and a super late model handling wise oh yeah I agree 100 percent they're they're totally different um you know I thought being 
um, my experience with the super late models would help me like a lot in the K&N cars. And it does, no doubt, but it's just two totally different worlds, two, two different cars that you're driving. Uh, I got to race my super one way and race the K&N car a different way. And so, yeah, like you said, they're more of like a late model stock or limited late model. Uh, they drive totally different. And so uh, I kind of got to keep that in mind when I'm switching between the two cars. You and your dad, Mike, have campaigned super late models now up in your home state of Washington, like you mentioned, the last three years, picking up multiple championships. Um, take us back to the beginning, uh, of, though, of your career. When did you get the, the, the itch to get in the driver's seat and become a professional driver in, in motorsports? That kind of all began when uh, I was – I mean, I went to the track when I was four days old to watch my dad <laughs> And so it's really been in my blood ever since. I grew up watching him, and I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. You know, like, I fell in love with super late models when I was probably eight. You know, I couldn't drive them yet, but in love with them, and that was always the goal. So transitioning from go-karts into mini stocks into limited late models to super late models, uh, it's, I just, that's always what I wanted to do. It's, it's in my blood. It's my passion. Um, I feel at home when I'm at the racetrack. I've done other things, like I did competitive dance for 15 years, and that was fun. It just I wasn't like as into it as I was into racing. I know I've always known that racing is what I wanted to do. So uh, before I could even start racing, that that was my goal to get into those cars, and um, I've exceeded that. And by getting into the K&N series, and hopefully we can keep moving up the ladder. That's cool to hear that you did competitive dance. I always used to get kind of poked at and laughed at because I was a cheerleader all through middle school, high school, and everything like that. And they were like, how do you, what is that? How do those two match up, cheerleader and race car driver? So it was oh, always, they're, they're so different, huh? Oh, yeah, completely. You get your fix of girls during the week with your cheer and dance, oh, and then yeah. you go to the racetrack and you're done with the guys by the time the weekend's over. But you've got two NASCAR, or you've got two Northwest Super Late Model Tour um, championships to your name. Definitely a huge accomplishment for you there. Um and you've made this transition over to K&N, but you've been to Tucson Speedway before in a super late model, I believe. How hard or how different was it to go to this racetrack, which is hands down one of my favorite because it is so wide, so abrasive, and the racing there is just something else? Yeah, um, so I've raced there in the Chili Willy in 2017. So it's been over two years, and at that time I was still, you know, getting into super late models, really like touring around the West Coast. and. That was kind of a turning point for me in super late models. I really got the hang of it. First time I had qualified really good. First time I had a good race. And so I was really looking forward to this weekend, knowing that I had a good experience there before. But nothing, I mean, you get the experience on track. You get laps around there. But not much really transitions from what I learned in the Chili Willy to the K&N cars. Because, I mean, you could run, you can run like four lines at that track in Driving styles are different. Um, the tracks changed over time a little bit. Uh, cars handle different tire wear. I mean, the, almost nearly every element is different. And so um, it's good to have that confidence in the track that you know it, but it's still a big learning curve. And uh, I um, struggled a little bit on Friday, but, I mean, my crew rashed on it, and we got everything turned around, and it paid off for us on Saturday. That said, let's keep all the elements the same. You were comparing Chili Willie a couple of years ago to the K&N races this past Saturday night. How was race two different from race one um, on the same night in the same car? And how much more comfortable were you uh, during race number two? 
Yeah, um, I was comfortable in race number one. I had a pretty good feeling about it. Uh, we had done we done good in practice all day Saturday, and so that gives you just a little bit of like bit of a confidence booster heading into the race. But I mean, there's some stout competition there. My teammates, uh, DGR was there. Uh, you had like Levine there, and just uh, Sunrise Ford. I mean, everybody was on top of their game, and so knowing that, you know, you gotta. Nobody was really sure what strategy to use in the first race. Like, last year, people were saving until halfway, and then they started to give 100%. Uh, it didn't quite pay off because there was only one caution in the first race last year. So nobody really knew what to expect. And so you kind of take, uh, like, the feeling you get from the first race, like how people are racing, what lines they're racing. Uh, really, you got to get a good feel for your car so that you can improve it for the second race. And we did that. Uh, car was a little free on us, or it was really free on us on entry and exit, so weren't able to drive it in like we need to, and um, couldn't get full throttle until I was straight. So that really hold, held us up a bit. So to come home fifth was pretty good with that, but um, I I knew that we had more in us. So you take what you learned from the first race and apply it to the second, and it helped us out there. Tucson Speedway definitely one of the most interesting race tracks out on the West Coast. I always explain it to people who may not know. It's almost as if Irwindale Speedway and Myrtle Beach had a racetrack, baby. It would be Tucson with the four-wide racing, but the insane abrasive surface. It's a pretty cool race to watch. You can watch someone go from 13th to the win in less than a couple laps. So um, interesting interesting dynamic to always set up a race car there and plan a race strategy. But you're over at BMR. Obviously, we've talked about your first season in the K&N Series racing for Bill McAnally Racing, and you've got crew chief Kevin Bellacourt in your corner um, Bellacour obviously has seen success with Justin Haley through the ranks, but has now stepped over to the West Coast to help you on the K&N program. What's that been like working with him, and you know what's the dynamic like? He's he's awesome. I couldn't ask for a better crew chief uh, for this year. His experience back in the truck series, and he's worked with um, Byron and Bowman and Haley, and he has great drivers on his resume. And so to be included on that feels pretty good and he we clicked at the first race and so we get along really well uh we kind of have the same language when we're talking about what's going on the track so that really helps us off the track you know preparing setup wise and like just the strategies we use to help communicate with each other works really well and I think that I think that it showed this weekend and so hopefully that we can keep building off that and uh, next race is at Memphis and then, and then we go to Colorado. So I've heard Colorado is like Tucson. So hopefully we have a good weekend there as well. You touched a little bit on my next question that you're going to run Memphis, the next NASCAR Kane and pro series East race, then Colorado for the West. We've also mentioned the late, uh, the super late model a couple of times. What does your schedule look like for the rest of the uh, 2019 season? How many times, Will you be able to run your super late model? And then in turn, how many K&N East races should we expect to see you over here on the on the, the, the East Coast? Yeah, we got a couple more super late model races uh, filling in on the off weekends, but 14 more races in the K&N car, so our schedule's pretty packed. Uh, we're going all over the country, all the way up to New Hampshire, Iowa Gateway. Uh, we got Memphis coming up, Colorado, uh, Phoenix. I mean, it's just a packed schedule always traveling uh going to sponsor events the racetrack um community events and it's it keeps us busy so i'm glad to get in the super on those off weekends 
a busy schedule, always a good schedule when it comes to being behind the wheel of a race car. But Brittany Zamora on the guest line with us now. We thank you for coming on and hanging out with us today on Coast to Coast. And good luck the rest of your 2019 season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, when we return here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, we'll talk about who found their way to Victory Lane this past weekend and where you can find some local short track racing in your neighborhood. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Smell that tire smoke and race fuel? For some, it's a toxic smell. For us, it's intoxicating. It's the smell of Kyle Busch's eighth season win and Truex's comeback in Pocono. The sweet smell of Eric Jones's first Cup Series win. Take a deep breath, and if you smell it too, you're family now. 2018 was a great season for the Toyota Racing family. Buckle up for 2019. Follow us at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark for the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. Here are Hannah Newhouse and Kyle Rickey. Mother Nature continued her rampage this past weekend, raining out a handful of short tracks across the country. But there were also a couple who managed to get in their weekly shows this past weekend, and some of those drivers found their way into victory lane. Rampage is a good word for that. And a lot of those tracks up here in the Northeast, Stafford, of course, ran their Wheel and All-American Series. Eric Burnt claimed the win in the SK Modified Division. Longtime competitor at that racetrack. Cliff Saunders won in the late models. They are back in action this Friday. Seekonk Speedway finally got their uh, opener in this past weekend over in Massachusetts. Jerry DeGasperi held off Mark Jennison to pick up the late model win. And in the pro stock, it was veteran Dave Darling claiming the win. They're back in action Saturday night. And Sunset Speedway up in Ontario, third time was a charm for them as well. Danny Benedict won late model race number one, while Dwayne Baker went from third to first in the final corner, an amazing finish to win race number two. They have their big spring velocity weekend this weekend up in Ontario. But however, down where you are, Hannah, unfortunately, Mother Nature uh, was there very much so again for Bowman Gray Stadium. They rained out Hickory, Greenville Pickens, and also Berlin Raceway over in Michigan, rained out this past weekend. Well, hopefully weather plays nice for us this weekend for the All-Star Race, obviously, here in Charlotte. But racing was not only happening here in the States, NASCAR's International Series also had some racing as the NASCAR Euro was back in action. Yeah, they were back in action at the Autodrome de French Corta in France for their uh, second doubleheader weekend of the year. And for the second time this year, a single driver won both races. In race number one on Saturday, Alain Day won over Mark Goosens and Jacques Villeneuve. And in race number two on Sunday, it was Alain Day also picking up the win over Loris Hazeman and Jacques Villeneuve with back-to-back third-place finishes. They're back in action at American Speed Fest in a couple of weeks, June 1st and 2nd, 
at Brands Hatch. And more international racing for NASCAR gets underway this weekend as well. As we have the NASCAR Pinty Series up in Canada that kicks off their season this up and coming weekend at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park for the Clarence 200. And they've got a pretty good little entry list there. 21 cars right now on the entry list, including Jason Hathaway, uh, DJ Kennington, Andrew Ranger, Alex LeBay rejoining the tour full-time this year after running the Xfinity Series the last couple of years full-time. He's back in the Pinty Series. Uh, your friend Riley Herbst is on the entry list, as is last year's champion LP Dumoulin, who won the Clarington 200 last year at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Going to be a great race, and again, you can watch it on FansChoice.tv, like the Wheel and Euro Series, k and and the Modifieds. Speaking of Modifieds, we talked about a little bit earlier as well. Modifieds are back in action this up-and-coming weekend after a quick turnaround from the Spring Sizzler, but they'll be back at Wall Stadium for the first time in a while for the Jersey Shore 150. Kyle, I'll be here hanging out for the All-Star Race. Are you going to make it to any races this weekend? I'll be at Stafford on Friday night for the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series program. It is BFF night, so sadly, you know, you're not in Connecticut or you could come to the racetrack with me on Friday night because you're you know, one of my BFFs. And uh, I might go to Seekonk on Saturday night. We'll see. Well, I appreciate it considering you make fun of me for not brushing my hair before, which I do brush my hair in case anyone is curious. But that being said, looking forward to talking some short track racing action next week. Again, on NASCAR Coast to Coast for Kyle Ricky. I'm Hannah Newhouse. For producers Craig Moore and Brian Yeswich, this is NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, and we will see you guys next week. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Whelan and by Hercules Tires. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on MRN.com, Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.